Age is just a poor excuse for doing the wrong thing for a longer period of time. If anyone asks me what should I do, I, I can't tell you what to do. Unless if I already know who you are. The very first step is to take allotment, take, take a survey of your own land. Hello and welcome back to the Y2 Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron O'Connell, and today we are talking about the first step that everyone must take to reach success. Well, first off, what is success? I take the personal explanation of John 14, 27, and this is Jesus saying, remember, I have left you with a gift, and this is not a gift that the world can give. This is peace of mind and heart. So do not be troubled or dismayed. So peace of mind and heart is what I deem success. So therefore, it's not built in results. It's not comparing yourself with one another. It's only knowing that you are doing what you ought to do. That is success. Because then when you get to the pearly gates, when you get to the judgment seat, you will be able to say, hey, Jesus, I believed in Jesus 100%. And I also was doing all that I could to serve him. I was doing all that I could to act out of the flow of the gratitude of my heart. Because we know that we can show our faith through our actions. So... I am taking success as peace of mind and heart. So what is the first step that we need to take to reach success? Let's just say in any aspect of our life, but especially within health and fitness. Well, first off, most people would think, well, I'm going to go and look for an expert. I'm going to look for the expert that has the body I want, has the outcome that I want, and I'm going to follow what they do. Or they're going to look to a new method, a new diet, a, uh, a new workout plan, a technique. Um, if it's in relationships, uh, a new method of being able to you know, um, help, help out the current problem that you're having. Most people are often looking outside of themselves for that first step. But that goes completely against what the Bible says in Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2 starts off as, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So let's break that down. We need to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. So we need to look inside of ourselves, see what we're doing first. Not what anyone else is doing, What? not add anything to my current hectic schedule. It's not, oh, I need to lose weight, so uh, I'm going to go start working out. I'm going to pick up something that I'm not automatically doing. No, that's just going to add more stress. That's not something that you're naturally doing. And if you haven't reached, heard the, um, the podcast, my third podcast, talking about the number one reason you're not reaching your goals because of backwards looking goals, go back and watch that episode because that will lead into this episode. But assuming that you have your goals that are right, knowing that you are doing a love-based, non-fear goal, the very first step is to take 
allotment, take, take a survey of your own land. Even Jesus talks about this when he's talking about following him. He's starting it off speaking to everyone and saying, hey, you must hate your brothers, your own life, your family, in comparison to how much you love me. This is found in Luke 14. But if you don't carry your own cross, this is verse 27, and follow me, you can't be my disciple, he's talking about. He goes on in verse 28 and 30, says, but don't begin until you count the cost. For who would build a, a construction, start construction on a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete the foundation bef before running out of money and then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, ha, there's that person who started the building and couldn't afford to finish it. And that's what so many people are doing. They're not counting the cost before they start and embark on a, a certain goal. On when, they're, when they're embarking on a new fitness program, they simply are saying, oh, I can squeeze in this many days. Oh, I'm going to try to this. But they don't even realize the cost that it's going to, the wear and tear it's going to be on their current body, not only in their relationships, but on their body, the physical, the mental, the spiritual. And this is why so many people are beating themselves up. They're, they are taking the role of making fun of themselves, saying, you fool, last time you worked out, it didn't work out. The last time you ate and tried to eat a certain way, a certain diet, you couldn't do it. And you get discouraged. But that's because you're doing something that is outside of you. But Romans 12.1 says, offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And then it goes on and says, do not copy patterns of this world, but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you can test and approve what God's will is, his good and perfect, pleasing will. So, this just doubles down everything. Don't be looking at patterns of this world. The next influencer, the next expert, the next technique. But instead, we need to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Then we'll be able to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so we can then test and approve what God's will is for our lives. Test and approve what the proper next steps are. Because if we take steps and progress towards a goal, doing things that we're not used to, it's going to be stressful. And if all of a sudden we stop due to injury, if we stop due to um, dissatisfaction or, or even just a curveball out of left field where you have to go on a random trip, whatever it is, and you sink back right back to where you were, your body is going under even more stress and it's going to then be under so much more damage that it's going to be that much more resilient to do it the next time. That's why... In the beginning, when you were younger, things happened so quickly, but then as you age, they're, they're slowing down. It's not because you're aged. Age is just a poor excuse for doing the wrong thing for a longer period of time. That's why I'll show you 70, 60-year-olds that have six-packs that are running marathons. Why? Because they were doing the right things the whole time. So we need to look and take a survey of our land. 
we need to take a uh, we need to figure out i like what the amplify version says what about offering your body as a living sacrifice i don't have it pulled up in front of me right now but it says you're getting up and going to sleep your every thought, your every action. What are you eating? What are you currently doing? What can you currently not do? These are the very first steps that someone must take. Don't just start eating a certain way because, oh, so-and-so lost a bunch of weight. We already know what happens the overwhelming majority of the time. You go a certain bit, you lose a little bit, and then right back to normal. But what instead should we do? Well, the answer is right there in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in my weakness. So I will go about and be boasting about my weakness, so God's power may be perfect, made perfect in me. We need to boast about our weaknesses. We need to, and in order to know what our weakness is, we need to offer our body as a living sacrifice. We need to take allotment of our land. So then we know what our weakness is. If your weakness is this chocolate and you know you always have chocolate and if you go three days you get cranky, well, you need to find a plan that has chocolate in it. Boast about that weakness. Bring it in there. And God, then when you bring it in there, but you then realize, well, how many calories are you getting in the first place? Well, if you don't know that, you should figure that out. How much are you working out? What are you doing in the first place? How active are you? If it's very little, don't go and pretend you're an athlete. It's only going to backfire. Your body isn't used to that. But boast about that weakness and say, hey... <laughs> I don't even walk a mile. Well, okay, then go walk a quarter mile three times a week, whatever it is. Anytime you have that progress, progress is what we're searching for. We're looking for more fruit, but we can't compare it to anyone else. That's why we need to, when we test and approve what God's will is by offering our bodies so we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Psalms 55:22 says, "Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall." So whatever is you're struggling with, whatever you're going through, offer it to God. 1 Corinthians 10:31 says, "So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God." Not for selfish ambition, not because you're doing it my way or I need something out of it. No, instead, offer it to God. We need to do it all for God. Because we can't be wavering. We can't be wavering in anything. James 1 says, hey, don't just listen to God's word. This is verse 22. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. And this is what a lot of people are doing. They're not, they're just, they, they see their problems. They're at home, they're in their depression, they're eating their food that they know that they shouldn't be doing, whatever it is. They're not working out. 
But then it's like they get up and they're like, oh, I'm going to forget about all that and who I and who I am. And I'm going to pretend I'm an athlete and I'm going to go join CrossFit or this or this kickboxing gym or I'm going to hire a personal trainer. And then they get so stressed out and then they drop it and they go right back to the cycle of right back into where they are. We can't do that. We need to align our physical with the spiritual. We need to align our spiritual with the physical because the spiritual overcomes and trumps the physical. If as Christians, if we are not paying attention to the spiritual, our physical will lack. So that first step is take allotment of your land. Go get, a, go get a calorie tracker if you're trying to lose weight. My fitness pal, whatever it is, go figure out how much calories you're eating, how much protein you're eating, how much sugar you're eating. You'll be surprised how many carbs you're eating, how much fat you're eating. There's so many ways to skin the cat. There's so many ways to achieve the goals in fitness and finances and relationships in any arena, even in sports, whatever it is. But we need to look at where we currently are and have a hard truth with ourselves to determine the next steps. Me as a personal trainer and in the past and as a coach and, and I currently am a coach, if anyone asks me what should I do, I, I can't tell you what to do unless if I already know who you are. Because even if, if I give somebody the hardest, greatest workout, but they're under-caloried and under-rested, under underslept, all I'm doing is creating more damage. Sure, in the short run, they may look like they're getting better, but then all of a sudden injury happens, sickness happens, even worse, diseases, cancers, any of these types of things because you can't burn the candle from both ends. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So when we work out harder, we gotta rest harder, we gotta eat more, we gotta fuel more. God knew so much that we needed that rest that he gave us Sabbath. Even Jesus says, because people argue, oh, the Sabbath's done away. No, Jesus said, hey, the Sabbath ain't for God. The Sabbath is for you. We were created to rest. But we need to understand, hey, if I'm not getting the proper amount of sleep, it's going to be quite hard to progress in the physical or progress in the physical. We need to be more like Paul. In Philippians 413, everyone knows this one. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And they call on it, but that right there, if they just take that out of its context and focus only on that scripture, it's back into selfishness. It's almost like an excuse. Well, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to push past this. I'm going to push and get this done. I'm going to achieve this goal. It's so selfish. It's so self-based. Because it's like Christ is the one strengthening you. We need to look at the context of that verse and back up to verse 11. And verse 11 starts out as, Not that I was ever in need, this is Paul saying to the church. For I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation. Whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty, or a little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Why can he do everything? 
through Christ who gives him strength because he's learned the secret of life to being content. It's not an outward factor that is going to be changing his life or his ability to achieve the goal, to achieve success. It's because it doesn't matter whether he does something or doesn't something, whether he gets something or doesn't get something. It does not matter because he's learned the secret of life. To be content with little or a, lot, or a lot. To go hungry or full. And I challenge you, are you, do you know yourself so well that even if you don't get the very things you need that you'll still thrive? Or do you crumble? Then I would ask, well, then are you relying on the physical? Are you having a false God, a false idol that provides you your worth? That provides you who you are and, what, and how you feel that day? I just, I just gotta wonder. I really just gotta wonder. We can't be having so much focus on, on methods and diets and ways to work out and, and whatever it is and that be the thing that changes. No, don't copy patterns of this world, but instead be transformed by the renewing of our minds. God can give us all we need, but we have to give us all of ourselves to him. We need to empty ourselves up so we can be filled with his power, with his grace, with his mercy. We can't be just going about and denying ourselves. Like the Bible says, it's like that you go around denying yourselves with all these pious, pious little, little, little methods, but you deny the very power of God. We can't deny that. But how do we go about doing that? We offer our body as a living sacrifice. And this is what all of Y2 Fitness is based on. This is what my one-on-one -on -one coaching is based on in the program that I'm developing. But my one-on-one my -on -one is all based on this. To teach Christians how to offer their bodies as a living sacrifice to stop copying patterns of this world and instead be transformed by the renewing of their mind. Then they will be able to experience success, which is peace of mind and heart. And if you want more peace of mind and heart, if you don't have peace of mind and heart over your health and fitness or any area of your life, please reach out to me. I am here to help. If doctors have failed you, if you are stuck on medications that you want to get off, that you, you don't have any peace of mind and heart doing the thing that is keeping you afloat, please come and talk to me. That is what I am here for. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this podcast right now or watching on YouTube. Please just go back into all my other podcasts um, to look if you haven't, because there's a lot of good information there. I am here to help. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.